الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان ابراهيم لحليم اواه منيب وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغنني بالعلم وزينني بالحلم واكرمني بالتقوى وجملني بالعافيه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وصفت بكم يا كرام برز ميلز ايفري كونسايس دعاء اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم واز ريسايتد among the many many duas that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to make that he taught the ummah and this is a very great chapter in the life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the duas one is the duas that he made at the various occasions from morning till evening the entire day was filled with dua what we know as the maslun duas the duas to be recited at different occasions person barely opened his eyes starts off his day there's a dua to be recited at that time then at every step almost there is some dua that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught and in all these duas you'll find the utmost humility of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam being reflected and his abdiyat his total servitude to allah taala a person who regards himself as a total slave he totally submits himself to his master rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the greatest abd and this is the highlight that allah taala highlighted in the quran sharif regarding the journey of miraj the greatest miracle that any nabi was ever blessed with and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam given that allah taala took him to the seven heavens and beyond and in describing this great miraculous journey allah taala says subhanalladhi asra bi abdi allah taala glory be to allah taala who took his abd nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was at the height of perfection in every regard he was the greatest rasul of allah tbaraka wa taala the greatest nabi of allah taala he was the first personality of allah taala blessed with everything of the very best but on this miraculous journey mentioning this miraculous journey allah taala highlights his being the greatest abd this is the real kamal this is really the achievement to become a total slave of allah taala submit oneself entirely now part of the servitude was reflected in his duas that every occasion submitting to allah taala ya allah everything i am dependent on you and dependent on your help person is starting to eat he takes the name of allah taala bismillah nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us this take the name of allah tbaraka wa taala and remember allah taala on that occasion that ya allah it is only your grace to start off with that this food has come to me and this food sometimes is a combination of forget hundreds thousands of peoples of efforts to bring that one morsel into the hand one grain came from which part of the world and some spice came from which part of the world and then that animal grazed where in which part of the world and the implements that were used 
to farm that land that grain was grown in some part of the world but the implements were manufactured in another part of the world and then all the people that went behind the efforts of harvesting it and somebody packing it and somebody transporting it it wasn't just by chance all this happened happened by Allah Ta'ala's nizam and his system and then all these combinations came in that hand and a person doesn't even take Allah Ta'ala's name regards it as his achievement so I put food on the table but it's Allah Ta'ala's ni'mat, purely his grace many a person who thought he was putting food on the table suddenly when the table turned there was no table left Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us so in every dua we learn this servitude and Nabi Wasallam, this was one of his very great the great aspects of his Mubarak life, dua so besides these masnoon duas on the various occasions over and above that will find dedicated time for dua, lengthy duas in tahajjud especially and then in various other occasions, especially all the auspicious occasions, dua upon dua so among all these various duas and there are some beautiful compilations of these duas which you should try and make a habit of reciting munajat e maqbool the compilation of duas divided into seven chapters, one chapter for each day this encompasses a wide selection of the du'as that Nabi Wasallam made so among these du'as is this particular du'a that was recited when Nabi Wasallam is making du'a Allahumma aghnini bil ilm wa zayyinni bil hilm wa akrimni bil taqwa wa jammilni bil afiyah there are four things that are asked for in this du'a and these four aspects are extremely comprehensive this will get a person's deen and dunya all sorted out like many other things that are mentioned in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith person latches onto some of these things these are keys but a person gets into that room, he opens the door, he got the key to get in and he's got everything inside he's, the excess is there so this too is a very comprehensive dua on the one hand it is dua at the same time all these duas of Rasulullah are ta'aleem they are teaching us something by means of dua Nabi Islam is teaching us to start off with what we should be making dua for also that our dua should not be restricted to just dunya our dua should be for our needs of dunya also but it should be beyond that the needs of dunya are the secondary aspects our dua should be primarily for akhirat and primarily to get closer to Allah Ta'ala and to become his obedient and loyal slaves so in any case we are being taught in this what kind of du'as we should be making what we should be asking for and apart from that what we should be making an effort to inculcate within ourselves so Nabi Wasallam is making du'a Allahumma aghnini bil ilm O Allah grant me ghina one meaning of ghina to make me wealthy ya Allah make me wealthy mashallah when we already heard this first part, Ya Allah make me wealthy it really gives a kind of joy in the heart I also want to make this dua, Ya Allah make me wealthy and already the dreams start then, the aspirations that what, what kind of wealth I want what kind of palace I want to live in and perhaps maybe I can even in this dua make the intention of my private jet also and all the kinds of things, material things will flood our minds but that was probably a little bit, we jumped the gun 
if we let our minds just run loose on the way on that word of make me wealthy still because there's still something beyond that Allahumma aghnini bil ilm Ya Allah grant me the wealth of knowledge of ilm this is true wealth that wealth of knowledge that knowledge which brings the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala the knowledge that makes a person recognize his Rabb the knowledge that makes him understand who is his sustainer and creator the knowledge that takes him out of the ignorance of thinking he is somebody because as long as the person is in ignorance he is in darkness and the person in that ignorance thinks I am somebody I am doing I am the one putting food on the table I am doing this and that and the other without me in the equation nothing will happen everything will come to a standstill I got to be having everything my finger must be on the pulse otherwise the pulse will die off so now that I that everything is me and I am somebody that knowledge which takes us out of this ignorance that is me it's I that knowledge which takes us to the reality that is Allah alone Allah Ta'ala is my creator Allah alone is my sustainer and Allah alone is the doer and everything happens purely by his control and by his will everything is in his control and nothing can happen without his will so that knowledge which takes us to the ma'rifat of Allah that is real wealth because that wealth won't be confined the benefit of it won't be confined to this dunya that wealth will benefit one in the cover and that is the wealth which will speak in the cover when the person is asked in the grave man rabbuk so now at that time all the bank balance that he had whatever wealth he amassed in dunya that wealth can't speak in the cover that wealth won't be of any available in the cover if that wealth was earned in a halal way it was used in a halal way to the na'mat of Allah Ta'ala if it was used to help others as well then by means of helping others he even earned akhirat with it so if he used it in a halal way he acquired it in a halal way used it in a halal way then mashallah that's a na'mat of Allah Ta'ala he used it to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure he used it to get closer to Allah Ta'ala that indeed that's a great na'mat but despite that being a great na'mat in that sense that wealth is not going to come in the grave and that wealth can't speak in the grave but what is the wealth that will speak in the grave the wealth of ma'rifat that that ma'rifat and recognition of Allah Ta'ala with which he went into the cover that he recognized Allah Ta'ala while in dunya so now when he's asked the question in the cover man rabbuk who's your rabb so that wealth will speak the wealth of ma'rifat the wealth of the recognition of Allah Ta'ala he'll say rabbi Allah if he had the wealth of knowledge that knowledge which made him understand and appreciate this beautiful deen of Islam and made him embrace the deen of Islam and love it and be wholeheartedly accepting it Raditu billahi rabba wa bil islami deena wa bi muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam nabiya that he's wholeheartedly raditu completely wholeheartedly accepting Allah his rabb and when the person has wholeheartedly accepted Allah as his Rabb then he'll obey Allah Tabarak and with Islam as his deen then he'll love Islam and with Nabi Islam being his Nabi and Messenger then he'll follow in his Mubarak footsteps so now that is what will speak in the cover 
ربی اللہ دین الاسلام اما تقول رجل بیکاز دیٹ ویلتھ آف نالج میڈ ہم ریکگنائز دا ویلیو آف سنت دا ویلیو آف فالوئنگ ان دا مبارک فٹ اسٹیپس آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اٹ میڈ ہم ریکگنائز دا پرسنالٹی آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اینڈ ایز اے ریزلٹ ہی فالو دیٹ مبارک لائف اسٹائل ناؤ ان دا قبر ہل بی ایبل ٹو سی دس از نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سو دیٹ ویلتھ از ٹرولی ویلتھ that wealth which will help a person in the qabr which will be a part of the good deeds on the day of qiyamah and that wealth which will take him to jannah so that is real wealth so this is the dua nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is making to teach us allahumma aghnini bil ilm nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam's knowledge on one side and the knowledge of the rest of creation all the anbiya alaihi salatu wassalam and everyone and anyone else on the other side all this put together cannot equate to a fraction of the knowledge of rasulullah sallallahu and despite that he is still making dua to allah taala allahumma aghnini bil ilm ya allah grant me ilm so ilm that ilm which takes a person to allah tabaarak wa taala makes him recognize allah taala knowledge the name of knowledge is on many things but is it in reality knowledge that's a different matter nowadays there's a flood of information at the fingertips press buttons and there's more information that a person can ever digest and how much of it is authentic how much of it is far from authentic that's another whole chapter many a times a person clicked on something look very exciting look very very captivating and as he got deeper into it and started reading and now getting very uh, caught up in what he's reading somewhere down the line by chance he realized this is a shia site and then the poison comes in much later when a person wants to try and uh, trap that rat so he doesn't put that cage that trap wide open very very blatant it's camouflaged on the outside it looks like beautiful cheese only on top here it looks like wonderful food only that trap is hidden underneath the trap is camouflage so likewise the traps of shaitan the traps of shaitan also camouflage the top it looks very very appealing very appealing and looks very enticing but when a person gets deeper into it allah forbid he gets caught into something that it becomes hard for him to understand what he got caught into so this is a very dangerous thing hazrat umar ibn khattab radhiyallahu ta'ala an somebody once gave him some he managed to lay his hand on some scripture of the past ummah of the ahli kitab some pages or some portions of the torah and he came with it to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he began now because the torah was a uh, lot of things were changed and what not but there were many things which were correctly in it he began started reading this to now present that this is what somebody gave me what i found Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi became very upset he became so upset that the sahaba say that his face turned red completely red out of anger Hazrat Umar radhiyallahu anhu noticed this and he realized his mistake and he immediately sought Allah's forgiveness and the forgiveness of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that sabitu billahi rabba he began reciting this i am pleased with Allah as my rabb and Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam as being my nabi So basically he understood this was something I made a big mistake here. I shouldn't have done this. Nabi Islam said to him, are you still in this confusion? That you are still reading something else? 
Had Musa Islam been alive today, he too would have had to follow me. But now the lesson for us is that who was Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala? He was known as the Mulham. Mulham, a person who was divinely inspired. There were many a times when he said something as a suggestion to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And shortly thereafter Allah ta'ala revealed an ayat of the Quran Sharif that was exactly the suggestion that Hazrat Umar Nanu gave. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said if they were in previous nations they used to be muhaddas people who used to be divinely inspired in my ummah it is Umar ibn Khattab that personality who Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said had there been a Nabi after me it would have been Umar ibn Khattab now that person who was a muhaddas who was mulham divinely inspired Nabi Sallallahu didn't say to him okay you can discern what's going on you are muhaddas, you can carry on, you read it. He didn't even allow him to read it. He said to him, okay, fine, you carry on. He said, no, no, you don't touch it. So what is the level of our knowledge, our understanding? We regard ourselves as very discerning. And as a result, we are just opening out anything, reading anything. Allah forbid in what confusion a person falls. And sometimes how far away he gets from deen. And he doesn't even realize where he's gone. So ilm, ilm is a very great wealth, but authentic ilm, from its authentic sources. And wherever Allah Ta'ala sent kitabullah, Allah Ta'ala sent rijalullah, the people of Allah Ta'ala, the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. That kitabullah was always learned via rijalullah, via the people who Allah Ta'ala selected to teach kitabullah. And after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there is no Nabi to come. He was the last and final messenger. But the same system will remain through those who are the vicegerents of Rasulullah Those who have acquired the Sahaba Ikram, acquired the knowledge from Rasulullah They passed it on to their students, the Tabi'een, then the Tabi'i Tabi'een. And then in every era the same chain continued up to this day. Those who have authentically acquired the ilm, from their ustaz and this went all the way up to Rasulullah sallallahu We'll have to take it in that manner. We'll have to take knowledge from people of knowledge. They will guide us what to read, what not to read. So in any case, this was the first thing in terms of the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allahumma aghnini bil ilm. Allah granted the wealth of knowledge. And we should be all the time making an effort to increase this knowledge of deen. There is no end to it. This is an ocean that has no boundaries and no shore. So in any case, this is the first aspect, this aspect of ilm, and ilm has no shore, what can a person ever encompass? Just a matter of refreshing this message and lesson, that we should be acquiring ilm all the time learning, and learning from the authentic sources. Then the second aspect in this dua, Allahumma aghnini bil ilm wa zayyinni bil hilm. Ya Allah, adorn me with hilm. Zayinni. Zayinni, this word comes from zina, adornment. Like now, person adorns himself with something fancy, woman adorns themselves with jewelry. So now, an adornment. People adorn their houses with all kinds of adornments. So now, these adornments beautify something. And it makes it something appealing. 
if you look in the life of Rasulullah after all he is teaching us this dua and he was at the peak of every good aspect of akhlaq so obviously hilm also was at its peak and there are so many incidents in the Mubarak life of Rasulullah which are beyond our imagination that the extent of hilm Allah Ta'ala blessed him with on the occasion when after the battle of Hunayn there was a lot of booty that was now acquired Nabi Islam started distributing this booty now the distribution used to happen based on various factors some of the people were given very big amounts 100 camels one person some people 100 camels each Akra bin Habis, Uyayna bin Khisan 100 camels but these were Mu'allafatul Qulub these people had just recently come along and Nabi Islam wanted to bring them closer and to soften them so he gave them and this was his prerogative Allah Ta'ala had made this his prerogative who he wants to give how much but now there were all kinds of people there there were sincere Muslims also there were some Munafiqeen as well who also people were all kinds so sometimes things come out expose the reality of who's who on that occasion somebody made one comment as Nabi Islam was distributing all this so a person who now probably had some his eyes were on it, I must get a big share but now he didn't seem to be getting what others were getting so now who is he talking about? he's talking about Rasulullah and that personality who is Habibullah who is the closest to Allah Taala? after Allah Taala is the maqam of Rasulullah and he's talking about Rasulullah and he's saying inna hadha laqasmun ma urida bihi wajhullah na'uzubillah that this distribution wasn't the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala wasn't intended in this there wasn't justice in this na'uzubillah now can you imagine what a terrible slight this is what a terrible slander it is the height of slander Allah's Nabi Sallallahu and this kind of comment and remark is being made against him so when Sahabi heard this obviously this was a very painful thing to hear how could he ever tolerated this he immediately came to Rasulullah and he said this is what this person has made this comment Nabi Islam's face color changed because this was a terrible slander but then after that he said Yarhamullahu Musa laqad uziya bi aksara bin hadha fasabara Allah Ta'ala have mercy on Musa Salam. He was hurt more than this and he made sabr. He was, whereas Nabi Sallallahu had the peak of everything. But even in this, there was this tawazu, this humility. He's now making it first, Musa Salam. That there's my inspiration. That he made sabr, so I'll make sabr. Now the question is, where's our inspiration? We take the name of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We claim to be his ummatis. We claim to be his followers. Where's our inspiration? Where are we taking it from? Are we taking it from Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Or on small trivial matters, we say, no, I lost it. On trivial matters, say, no, I flew off the rails. If that train goes off the rails, it gets derailed. A derailed coach is smashed. And it can't carry on. If you keep flying off the rails, nothing will go on. 
that marriage can't carry on, that relationship with anybody can't carry on, that friendships can't continue. You can't carry on flying off the rails. We have to take that inspiration from the life of Rasulullah. And in this particular dua, we have been taught this hilm. Allahumma agnini bil ilm wa zayyinni bil hilm. Ya Allah, adorn me with hilm. Adorn me with this beautiful quality of tolerance. There are so many aspects mentioned in the hadith at the time of the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah, those who had been at the forefront of harming Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, at the forefront of martyring so many Sahaba, at the forefront of causing untold persecution and hardship to the Muslims. And they were now at the mercy of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They were at his mercy, one command and they would have been finished off. And now they are pleading to him, Akhun Kareem, Wabunu Akhin Kareem. Now can we imagine at that time what emotions will run through a person? These are the people, untold difficulties and due to their persecution and the hardships that they put in his path, Nabi Islam had to leave Makkah Mukarramah and make Hijrat to Madinah Munawwara and now he's come back as a conqueror and these people are at his mercy. And one command would have been enough. What is Rasulullah's now they are pleading, please have mercy on us. Nabi Islam's response is, لا تثريب عليكم اليوم يغفر الله لكم وهو أرحم الراحمين There is no revenge from you today May Allah have mercy on you, He is the most merciful May Allah forgive you, He is the most merciful Now where this came from? This came from that film, from that tolerance Nabi Islam himself never took revenge for his personal self He didn't take revenge for his personal self, ever now, this is the inspiration for us, that for our personal self, for our personal self, what do we do? For our personal self, that is the lesson we have to take. One person praised one tabi'i, to his face he praised him. Now, this is not something to be done, to praise somebody on their face. So he praised the tabi'i, so he immediately responded that, you are praising me, ajarrabtani indal ghadab, fawajattani halima. Have you ever tested me out at the time of anger and tested my level of tolerance and saw that indeed I have tolerance? You did it. You've experienced my tolerance any time. You tested me out. He said, no, I didn't, have a, I didn't have that occasion to test out whether you are a person of tolerance or not. And then in any case, he went further also. He said that, أَجَرَّبْتَنِي فِي السَّفَرِ husna al Have you tested me out by being on a journey with me? Now in the journey there's all kinds of situations come up. Journeys become very testing. So now did you test me out on a journey and see that really I do have good akhlaq? Said, no, la, I didn't have any occasion to journey with you. And then, ajarrabtani fil amana fawajattani aminan. You tested me out in an amana, some trust, and found that I truly have fulfilled that trust properly. Said, no, I didn't have this occasion also. Says, you have no right to praise me then. If you haven't tested me out in these things, you don't know me. This is what's praiseworthy. Praiseworthy is where there's hilm. Praiseworthy is where there's husne akhlaq. Where there's amanat. These are things praiseworthy. Praiseworthy is not material things. That is a ni'mat, alhamdulillah. But that's not praiseworthy. That's not something to be fascinated with. It's something to use correctly. To make shukr to Allah wa ta'ala. But not something to give one heart to. 
and not something to get fascinated with. This is something to be really acquired and something really praiseworthy. Praiseworthy is hilm. Praiseworthy is good akhlaq. So in this dua, Rasulullah Sallallahu is teaching us, Allahumma aghnini bil ilm, wa zayyinni bil hilm. Ya Allah, adorn me with hilm. The time has already expired, just to finish off. Wa akrimni bil taqwa. Ya Allah, you grant me izzat, you grant me honor with taqwa. That honor, honor is not in other things. Honor is through the obedience of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Inna akramakum indallahi atqaakum. The most noble of you is the one who has the greatest taqwa. The nobility is not based on what a person's background is, which country he comes from, and what is his surname, or which race he belongs to, or which tribe he comes from. None of these things make any difference in this nobility. This nobility is based on piety. This nobility is based on who is closer to Allah Taala. In the sight of Allah Taala, that person is more honorable, who has greater taqwa. وَجَمِّلْنِي بِالْعَافِيَةِ Ya Allah, beautify me with afiyat. Afiyat, safety, save me from all the calamities of dunya and of akhirat. This is the greatest wealth after iman. Afiyat, afiyat in deen, afiyat in dunya. That a person has afiyat, then he has every wealth. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala bless us with correct ilm. Allah ta'ala bless us with hilm. Bless us with complete good akhlaq in every aspect. And this is all the beautiful and noble qualities. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Two, three minutes to make zikr and go, inshaAllah. تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم لذ الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله 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 ل